Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to the Business Builder Show, where we feature champions in their respective industries from all over the planet. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to find out the secrets of growing through serving, and Scott Toll will walk us through that. Now, Scott founded and owned several companies, including Short Run Pro and its associated brands, which are Federal Brace, Killarney Metals, and Ovio. Scott has been described as a serial entrepreneur with over 20 startups founded during his professional experience. Uh, Scott's current operations include custom metal manufacturing services, product design and distribution within the building, industrial and electronics industry, supplies for the glass art industry, commercial real estate development, and a nonprofit called MITE, M-I-T-E dot orgs. Scott, it's great to have you here with your fantastic flag. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Thank you very much. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for, for the time. Uh, our listeners are going to enjoy hearing from you as you describe to us, who do you serve? So, Bill, we're, we are Short Run Pro. It comes out of the custom metal manufacturing industry. We serve actually serve all types of customers, everyone from a homeowner up to large companies large OEMs and large, like even Fortune 50 uh, companies. Any Really anyone who needs a custom metal part or needs to design a custom metal part, that is, that's our customer base. So we have a very wide spectrum of customers. We get our customers off of the internet. We also use distribution to, to get our com customers. And so out of custom metal manufacturing, we have several of the brands that you mentioned with Federal Brace, Killarney Metals, and Ovio. We've created brands that, that have standardized products for customers within certain markets as well. Some we will serve a company like we'll serve a company like Tesla, we'll serve NASA, but then we'll also serve John Doe on who wants to build a fence in their backyard. So it's across the board. So Scott, there's no geographic restrictions to what you serve. There is, there aren't. The vast majority of our customer base is within the United States. We do serve Mexico as well as Canada, and we do have some overseas customers, although it's very limited. The vast majority of what we do is within the United States. And we're located, uh, Bill, we're located in the Southeast. So that's the heart of where we're at. But we ship all across the all across the United States, as well as into Alaska and Hawaii. Your, pro, your, your location is probably in the epicenter of 65% of the United States population, I think. <laughs> we have a very good, logistically, we have a very good uh, place here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I can imagine. I'm envisioning that you're a one-day ship away from almost every one of your customers. Yeah. Except for me out here in Phoenix. It <laughs> takes quite a few days. No, it's here. more like, it's probably a, a, a three to four day to you, Bill. Yeah, three to four. Jeez, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Okay. So, hey, Scott, what problem exists in these customers you described that would encourage them to have a custom a part or a custom fixture or something manufactured for them. There is a there there are a number of influences why a customer gets with us. 
In most instances, we're going to deal with a customer who has a particular application and they need a part that's shaped and functions in a certain way. And just as an example, maybe someone has an antique bed frame, right? Okay. And there's no more factory uh, manufactured parts for this bed frame. If you want to hold a mattress on that bed frame, you might need a special bracket that would have been designed the way that original uh, bed frame was made. And you're going to look for a place to have that made. And so Short Run Pro comes along and you can access us via the internet. You can use our coding mechanisms and software online, and you can, in essence, create a part or contact us and we'll work with you to design a part that will fit that bed frame. And, uh, and so we get into all kinds of projects, just a vast array of projects. And so the other thing, when we discuss brands, then you get into other uh, problems to solve or, uh, and, and solutions to provide. If you're dealing with Killarney Metals, Bill is in the spill containment industry. And so the solutions that we provide bring or solve problems that have to do with leaking equipment. So we might service, uh, let's say, an oil refinery that wants to prevent contamination from a leaking piece of equipment. We'll provide an industrial-style heavy-duty spill containment pan for that purpose. But then there might be homeowners who are looking to prevent their homes from being damaged from a leaking washing machine or a leaking dishwasher. And we'll supply them with residential spill containment in the form of a drain pan. And even within the brands, there's a variety of different reasons why people give to get with us. But whether you're talking about our, <clears throat> excuse me, whether we're talking about our custom metal manufacturing or our brands that have a standardized product base, normally they're coming to, uh, for a solution to a particular application that, they're, uh, that they want to solve. And we work with them on designing a product for that. Uh, so how frequently are you in the design business versus just the fabrication business? Um, I'm going to, this is a rough estimate, but I'm okay. I'm going to guess about 50% of our, of the work that comes uh, through our websites is associated with, has some type of design involved. And Bill, just to give you an idea, uh, even if a customer wanted to modify a standardized part, that's a service that we provide. So even I like this particular style or look of bracket to hold up my countertop, uh, but I need it changed this way. And so we can work with the customer on doing that. So the customization and the modification and design aspect can have even lead into that standardized product as well. Uh, I think it'd be helpful to our listeners, Scott, if maybe you would give us a uh, a couple of illustrations or case studies about how you go about solving a problem for somebody. Tell us how they how they get into your domain. How they you mentioned using the website and so forth. Walk us through a, a couple of interesting problems that you and your team have helped people solve. All right, I'll start with the I'll start with the I'll start with the solution that we provided for a gentleman in Miami, Florida who back, this was probably about 2008 when we started, uh, when we came about our brand Federal Brace. Federal Brace produces bracketry, heavy duty bracketry that, that can support a lot of weight, but it, it's attractive, right? It's made, it can be made out of stainless steel. It's got nice contours and nice design. So people don't have to put a bracket that you'd put in the garage underneath their island countertop. That's what Federal Brace, that's the problem that they solved. Back in the day, we had a, a gentleman who was looking for a bracket. He wanted to float a glass top 
in his manly man room. He had a man cave. He wanted to float a glass top above his sub counter. So he had he already had a granite countertop, but he wanted to put a glass top that people could sit at at a bar. And so we designed a bracket for him. It ended up becoming a, a standardized bracket called the Alpine, but it's a bracket that mounts on the substructure underneath the, the sub counter. So it would mount into that substructure that's supporting the sub counter. It would come up and go around that sub counter and then have a mounting plate on top that would then float that, that, that surface. And we designed that to hold the weight of the glass. We did, we specified how many brackets that they needed. And we also gave the design of the bracket a particular contour or appeal that um, made it look better than just sticking a sticking a, a standardized bracket up there. So that's a that's an example of of that. We we have custom designed. We just finished a project for for a large nation nationwide convenience store. On, on a mounting solution for two pieces of electronics in one mounting solution. So that was a design service that we went through with this organization and they had a PC along with a uh, uninterruptible power source and they needed them both to be mounted together rather than having two separate mounts that would take up more space. And so we worked with them, went through several different designs, even prototypes for them and, and, and finished with the finished product that they could use. You, I imagine, I know, I shouldn't say I imagine, you have uh, tons of competition. And so people are trying to figure out who they should do business with. So Scott, tell us how you differentiate yourself from your competition. Bill, on that, so we are generally not the least expensive. Let's say that, first of all, and I'm not ashamed of that. We provide excellent service and excellent quality. Um, when a customer comes to us, we know that they're looking for a particular application and they need a finished look that is that fits what, what they can envision. And so you'll note that all of our products are made in the USA. That is a moniker and a, an action that we have stuck with regardless of whether or not we could get the products made less overseas. That's, that, that differentiates us, particularly in markets like, like with Ovio, who services the electronics market. Of course, a lot of the big PC manufacturers have manufacturing done overseas and they'll make mounts overseas, right? So we are, we're a supplier for that industry that manufactures everything in the United States. So that's one of the differentiations. Another one is that a lot of customers will, or a, a lot of companies will shy away from um, customization. They oftentimes, they, they have a standardized product and they want to hold the customer to that standardized product. That's the way that you make money, right? You sell what you have stock of. For us, that's the case as well. We like to sell what we have in stock, but we don't shy away from the customization. And this kind of blends into what the title of, this, of the talk is in terms of serving. We serve a customer's need even when it's complex and customized. And I think that differentiates us from the standard from the standard competitors out there. Also, we do all metal parts, and most of our parts could be considered either a mounting bracket or a support bracket. And so, whenever you use the term bracket, a lot of people and some custom uh, some of our competitors they view this as a commodity, right? And in the commodity industry nowadays, it's becoming more and more common for people to have insufficient service, let's say. 
their customer service goes down being, because yeah, being sweet to them. <laughs> I am. But what that gives us the opportunity to differentiate ourselves. And so what we do is we provide that service customizable. You contact our place. A person is going to pick up the phone. It's even nowadays on websites, uh, companies won't put telephone numbers on their websites because it costs them money when the customer calls them. For us, we put it all out there. You can contact us however you want to. We're going to work with you. And that service-oriented nature is something that differentiates us. And that's how we grow our company. And so the other thing is that, that we've honed in our processes and our workflow. And so we have we, we pride ourselves in, in operational excellence. So we have over 99.5% of our products are in stock on a regular basis. So we have a very good fulfillment-oriented process. We have, we, all our products are made in the United States. They're all made to high quality standards. We have actually defined a lot of the guidelines for quality in the markets that we serve because we come in, we go into new markets. And so it, with the way that we operate and the type of service that we provide, we're differentiating ourselves from our, from our competitors. Including the clever name that you have for your parent company. Short Run Pro. Yeah. You're, you, uh, it's, very, it's very descriptive, but it'd be difficult to, to see their company name and not think a little bit of, it, of what you're up to. <laughs> that is so, exactly right. You're exactly right. Yeah. But we are the professionals at the short run. And, yeah, and that's, that's good. Truth be told, people, it's not the fastest way to make money. Serving no. the short run. you get it, it takes time to help people. But yeah, you, I was, you I was surprised when you told me about your inventory levels, yeah. which is amazingly difficult to pull off. <laughs> so, Scott, yeah. tell us about your company. Uh, what did the idea come from? What were some major milestones that took place since the day that you put this thing together? Yeah. So, Bill, we started originally, we started, I started getting into businesses as I, as you mentioned, I've started and we've had a number of different startups that, that we've done. I started in the dot-com bubble. I, okay. I released my first company in August of 2000 and September of 2000 was, was the dot-com downfall. And so yeah. the, interestingly enough, that trial going through starting a company at that point, I learned how to use Google. I learned how to do online marketing before Google was selling pay-per-clicks. I translated that over into other brands and, and learned about search engine optimization and became, as a group, we've, we became excellent at online marketing. And we built our brands off of that. About in 2004, to 2005, we started toying with the idea of providing custom metal manufacturing services via the internet. So providing a portal that a customer could go to and get what they need, that's a price on the part, and then design that part as well through, through an online software package. And so we, re we released Short Run Pro around that time, and we were thinking we were going to serve the homeowners. We thought we would capture that tremendously large industry or, or market that is people who are looking for custom parts and just can't get them made. Uh, what we ended up finding is that we were landing big companies, BF Goodrich's, GE's. We were getting engineers from NASA coming to us and, and, and using our services. And so we developed out of that. That portion of our business continued to grow on the custom metal manufacturing side. But in addition to that, 
we still had the homeowners like the one I described in Miami who wanted a countertop bracket. We didn't realize it, but there were thousands of people who wanted a countertop bracket. And over time, that allowed us to isolate a brand or isolate a product base that would serve that cut, that market that really wasn't there. There it was, I mean, you could get a metal part made anywhere, but no one was really had a stand, standardized product base that was servicing floating heavy rock material as a countertop. And, and so we developed out of that, we developed the federal brace and that's how all the brands have been developed. It's coming from a custom service side to understanding what the customer base needs and then providing a standardized solution to them, but still providing that custom side as well. We haven't gotten away from that at all. In 2000, 2006, as I mentioned, we launched ProQuote, which is a quoting mechanism where you can get pricing on, on metal parts and design some standardized, like an L-bracket or a U-bracket or a flat plate. You can, you can create designs for that and get pricing on those. We released our brands between 2009 and 2012. We, we were officially, in 2014, we were officially able to move off of our prototype uh, uh, operational system that we developed in, back in 2006, 2007. And then we moved on to an ERP system. That was a big move for us because it provided for a lot of additional opportunity for growth and service of, the, of our customer base. Um, and in our timeframe, I was thinking about this in our time frame, since we've been in business, we've we have and I, I consider these milestone build. I, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm just sadistic or something, but we worked through the dot com two thousand bubble. We worked through the two thousand eight high housing recession. We worked through the two thousand ten manufacturing recession. We and then we worked with we worked through the pandemic in two thousand twenty, and our company has successfully made it through those and consistently grown through those as well. And that's a pretty big milestone. I, I realize a lot of people don't list that in their milestone things, but I, that's a pretty big milestone for me. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm happy I, to I, be around with some of those challenges. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely believe they're milestones. Walk us through uh, your how you finance this thing. Did you just con con convince your family that you were crazy and you're going to write checks? Or would you tell <laughs> us a little bit about that? <laughs> so we bootstrapped it. Bill, we, we, we bootstrapped. I didn't get paid. I thought you were going to tell me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no funding. The The original investment, I'll reveal, I don't know that we've ever mentioned this before, but I'll mention it here, Bill. The original investment was $500 per uh, shareholder. We had six shareholders. So our total investment was $3,000. We went, <laughs> we went online, we went online, went to the market directly using our uh, knowledge of, of, marketing via Google and, and the search engines. We utilize Amazon later on when Amazon came around. Um, and, and of course, trade shows and distribution distribution partners. But we mainly just went out there and provided the service. Now, we benefited from the fact that we had a couple of our partners that, that are owners in the company. They were involved in the marketing side. That, was, that would be including myself. We also had a couple of partners who were involved in the manufacturing side. So fabrication was something that we could get our hands on and get it reliably, which was very important to our model. And then we had, we had some partners who were involved in the programming side, which really helped us with developing out the functionality that was necessary to serve our customer base. And we really approached it, Bill, we 100% approached it online. It, th th this, is, this was e-commerce, full e-commerce during the, the growth stage of e-commerce. 
Now, all six partners are still intact. There are now five partners. Okay. <laughs> one so, one is one one is left. Okay, that's pretty pretty darn remarkable. I uh, I had I've had multiple partners. I once had six of us. That was difficult. I had one that was difficult by myself. <laughs> That's difficult. It's, no matter what you do, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's not easy sledding, is it, Scott? No, it isn't. It isn't. Business of any type, of any form, is not easy. Okay, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about your your staff. What kind of people do you have? What, what kind of jobs do you have? Where do you get the employees? How do you do with longevity? What's your compensation kind of? Uh, philosophies and so forth and so on. Just kind of walk us through that whole space. Right. Of course, as you start out, Bill, as you start, as you do a startup, everyone's got all of the hats on, right? You do what's necessary to get it done. And for several years, we worked through that type of scenario where we really didn't have defined departments within the company. We have grown to the point where we do have, and our operations have grown to the point where departments are necessary. We have defined marketing professionals. We have defined operational professionals. Uh, we have a warehouse staff that, that works and, and, and ships our products. So we have, we have a marketing department. As I mentioned, we have a purchasing. We have an individual that works within our purchasing department and works with third-party manufacturers as well as, as well as our stock products. I have, we have a general manager here. I'm actually president of the organization, which doesn't mean all that much. <laughs> As far as the title is concerned, it's just president. That just means I do a, a lot of different things. We have we have a sales staff and a and a robust customer service staff, and we have an engineer an engineering department. We get our we get our staff. We utilize the normal methods to for hiring all your different portals like Indeed and ZipRecruiter. I will say that we've done a lot of work. So when you start off and you bootstrap. You put aside things like benefits and you don't really put a lot of effort into those because you're busy growing the company. And I will admit to the fact that as, a, as an operator, I didn't address those aspects of the company properly, but my staff made sure that I did. And so we've done a lot of work, Bill, over the last, I would say over the last seven years, we've done a lot of work to build our benefits package to become more and more competitive within the market. And now... Now within our employees and our staff, we are we're among some of the most competitive in terms of in terms of compensation. We're amongst some of the most competitive within our respective market. So we we've done a good job with that. And I'm and I again, it's not my it's not me. It's it, it comes from the staff, and they've done a they've done a great job of it. That's good. It sounds like you've got a, a fine culture. So tell it's, us about your culture. Uh, you have core values you guys run with and. How's we do. We, yep. We have a core value. So our mission is to is to liberate the consumer from the monotony of the mass produced. That's our mission. And so that's, the that's, idea that's is, is that, what's that? So how'd you guys build it? How'd you build the mission statement? So we built it upon the idea of the customization that I was discussing. Our central core thing is, uh, our our core belief is to innovate. We don't we won't, as an organization, we won't knock off other people's products. Um, it, we're not into just selling products because they sell well. In other words, if someone has a, has a great selling product out there, we're not going to we're not going to knock it off. What we want to do is we want to innovate. We want to create something new, and the idea of liberating the consumer from 
what they have to pull out of a bin in, at, at, a, at a box store and giving them the opportunity to create something that's theirs and something designed particularly for the function that they need, that's what Short Room Pro is built on. And so that's where our mission developed out of. It was the custom side of our business that we developed this idea of liberating the consumers. Some of our core values, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned um, innovation. Uh, also, I mentioned that a core value of ours is made in the USA. And we abide by that, even when it hurts sometimes. We have we have an awesome teamwork as a core value of here. Communication is a big deal for us because we're always talking to the customer. We're always working through problems and solving solving uh, the customer's problems and or providing a solution to them. And so that that aspect of our organization, we call it communication. But that provides the growth. We see that as the opportunity for us to grow through that interaction and fulfilling the customer's needs. And then integrity. Well, that's cliche-ish, but what we, what we say is that integrity is essential. In other words, it is the foundational aspect of the core values that we present. And so if you're going to do business, do it with integrity. Otherwise, don't do it. That's the philosophy. Yeah, that's good. I like that part that it, it's, it's, the, it's what makes the core values of your firm real, the integrity. You're going to have them, you're going to stick with them. Perfect. (laughs) Scott, tell us about management. Do you guys have management meetings every month or every week, every day? How do you run the business? Yep. We weekly, we meet as manager. We have a weekly manager's meeting that involves marketing, sales, operations, and then executive, the executive suite. We'll meet weekly, go over the company's objectives. So we, we use a, a rock system where we have objectives for the company. We have a KPI that we follow that's in, that involves an incentive package for the full staff that's based on our KPIs. We'll do that on a quarterly basis, and, uh, and there will be an incentive, a reward, let's say, based upon the quarterly performance that will amount to an annual amount. Each quarter, our department managers will submit their objectives for the next quarter coming up. And we have rolling objectives quarter after quarter, and they're all new. Every single quarter, they're new objectives. Some of them will be repeated. For example, we might have a shipping error objective to be less than a certain percentage. And my guys are, the guys out in the warehouse are blowing it away right now. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at, at, at what they're doing in terms of eliminating errors out there. And so, so we'll have the, those objectives. We'll cover those each week. Each week, we'll cover that in the management manager meeting. And then we go through our, we identify uh, problems uh, within the different departments. The, the managers will bring those in and we'll go through those problems. And as a team, we'll discuss them and create, create tasks out of that that will need to be fulfilled. And then we'll go through that to-do list every week to make sure that, the th- that things are progressing and getting done. And with every to-do, there's always an owner, right? So there's always someone who's responsible. And that name is next to the thing to do. So when it comes time to go over that thing, there's incentive for, for, the, for those managers to get that done. We meet month, weekly. We'll, they, every month I'll have, a, I'll have an all hands and we'll go through our KPIs and our objectives for that uh, quarter. And I'll track with the team. I'll track those track those metrics and report to them. And then, of course, at the end of the quarter, I have a, a final quarter where we announce the award and everything. We have we have a very within our culture. We have what I think is unique. I'm not sure. I haven't heard of anyone that's doing this, but we have a peer we have a peer to peer acknowledgement. We call it being a pro. Be a pro. Okay. 
campaign. Okay. And when our, and this extends to our staff, it extends outside, it'll go to our vendors as well. When someone does something with excellence, just does, does their job with excellence or they go the extra mile or whatever it is, it isn't, doesn't come down from management. It's a peer-to-peer thing. When any of our staff see that, they can nominate them for a Be a Pro t-shirt. And I'll announce that and at the all-hands meeting, and we'll hand out that t-shirt. And again, we give it to the UPS driver. <laughs> we'll give it out to whoever has done excellent, has done things with excellence. And then we have a summit at the end of the year to, in, in preparation for the next year. And then we'll have a we'll have a mid-year summit to go over the objectives that we created in our summit to see whether we're on course for to make sure that our annual summits are hit or annual objectives are hit as well. Excellent. Thanks for that fantastic overview. I have a couple of clarification questions. Okay. So the incentive compensation that you mentioned, how yeah. long you have to be with the firm before you're eligible? Three months. Three months. Okay. And then you mentioned that on the quarterlies, there's awards. Could you elaborate a bit on the awards that are handed out? So what we do is we take the overall package that will be based upon compensation. It's a percentage of compensation. We'll take the overall package and then we'll divide that up based upon quarter. So the first quarter, the team as a whole will have an opportunity. Let's say they have an opportunity to be awarded 19% of the overall annual award. So in that, they, they have to hit these certain KPIs, maybe based upon revenue, could be cash flow, high level foundational aspects of the company. We'll, we'll base our KPIs on those. And as those KPIs are met, then there's award payout in the first quarter would be of that 19%. If every one of the KPIs got hit, the team members, each one would get that award based upon that, based upon their level of compensation. If, if somebody misses misses their award in quarter one, can they make it up in the subsequent quarters or okay? Yeah. The team has the ability to, uh, if we have an outstanding, let's say we have an outstanding quarter three and it makes up for a poor quarter two, that, that, that's available to them. Okay. So, so you go 19%, 19%, 19%. I'm not going to get this exactly right, Bill, but it's nine, it's 19, 21, 24 and 36, let's say. Uh, okay. It's graduated so that the last quarter, uh, we're all in tune and we're all pushing for that for that finish line. Yeah. The reason I happen to ask that question, I have, a, I have a client in Montana who is, in fact, trying to build something like that. And I said, conceptually, you should have this different amounts in each quarter. Right, but I didn't have a number in my mind, so I'm going to steal yours, Scott. <laughs> I wrote it down, and so if you're there, wrong, you go. There you go, if, Phil. It's all yours. Remember, right? It's all over against. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see as uh, the obstacles that are that you're fighting now, if you will? We're we Bill. We're doing. We're performing. We're. We are performing, we're probably on a 25 to 35% growth rate right now over last year's numbers. Um, there's not much holding us back. I will say growing the way that we have with very little investment, cash flow can be, can, you, it, can, it can create situations where we're not maybe able to grow as fast as we would otherwise. But as a whole, we don't have many things holding us back. There, there is 
for small businesses out there, there is a kind of a cash crunch. There's not much financing available. It's a difficult process to go through. And if you don't have outstanding performance, you're really not going to get much of a much of an audience with the banks. Funding is something that's that that's can be difficult. For us, we're working through it with with operational revenue. And so we're doing good that way. Uh, and then other than that, I would say uh, with the growth that we have, the resources, our staff size, everyone's working full tilt. We're adding people as we can. Sometimes that takes a little longer. Um, it's really eased since about 2021. 2021 was a very difficult time for hiring, but in the last in the last six months, we've seen some easing, and it's becoming easier to get to to get people in quicker, which is which is a benefit. When you need someone to manage the capacity, you still want to go through all the same processes and make sure that you follow all the guidelines in your hiring and uh, your hiring process. But it's nice not to have a job posting out there and only get twelve and 12 submissions, 12 uh, submissions on it. So uh, we're, things are easing and, and, and that's good for us. That's good to hear. Yeah. So how can our listeners contact you, Scott? So we have our 800 number. It's 877-829-9293. That goes direct to somebody. Someone will pick up the phone during, uh, during working hours and, uh, and discuss with you. Of course, you can also contact us via our, via our websites, our brand web's federalbrace.com, killarneymetals.com, anovio.com, and shortrunpro.com. And we have we have online chat, which is great because uh, some people just like to sit there and chat and communicate via text. We also have contact forms online to assist people as well. You mentioned you've got a, at least one of those sites as a form where you can actually design, get it started in designing in part and so forth. Okay. That's exactly right. So we we have Clarney Metals. You can design a pan on there. You can design a a pan to the size that you want in different materials. And Showroom Pro has ProQuote, which which is which is for quoting metal parts. Of, okay, of great. Different, of different shapes. Okay, Scott, I've asked you several questions, but probably there's a question that I should have asked, didn't think of. So what is that question, and what's the answer? Okay, so. One of the things when I was thinking about talking to you, but one of the things that I wanted to bring up, and this is this goes back to the core aspects of our company. One of the one of the things that we like to do with our staff, and I and when I just when I talk with them in the all hands meetings, I I make sure that everyone understands that this is an aspect of our company. You mentioned that I started a nonprofit called Mite.org in 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 the intro. And one of the things that we do here, Bill, is we have a very active corporate giving program. And I, as, as a business owner, it's something that people really don't talk much about. They don't, you don't talk about this aspect of it. But I have found within my own company that one of that, that a giving program that makes a person's job more than just selling a product or more than just uh, packing a box, if you can get them to understand that, hey, what you're doing here, fulfilling, fulfilling your tasks is impacting lives that you'll never meet. But lives that people that are in need, it adds it adds a whole level of fulfillment to our to our operations. And so there's a really cool thing that we do at Mite. And at Mite, every project that we do, we send a videographer team in field and we collect videos from the ground all over the world and we'll bring it back and we'll serve our corporate donor base. We'll serve them with all of the feedback that they can show to their stakeholders, show to their staff 
say, look at, we worked in, we worked in Uganda. Here's the clinic that we put on and it'll show the people right where they're at. I want to, and this is a selfish, uh, I, I would say that this is a selfish plug a little bit, but it doesn't, I'm not, might is the thing that we're doing. Happy to help other companies get with might and get it done, but incorporate it into your business because it makes it so so much more, just more uh, across all aspects of it. Our retention has gone significantly up since we've done this. Corporate teamwork between the different departments has increased because of this, this aspect of our organization. So you didn't miss any questions. I just had this bug in the back of my head that I needed to deliver that. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do it, Bill. It's an important aspect of what we do here at Short Run Pro. That was fantastic. I love that. <laughs> that was beautiful. Scott Hayes, thank you very much for your time today. And now for everybody that's listening, let's focus on a single fact. And that is this. Our businesses don't become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first creating a visionary strategy. Then, number two having a management system to execute that strategy, and number three, leveraging high-performance teams. Now, you can get your hands on those three tools. Just go to getbillsgift.com and take yours. Thanks for listening. Scott, thank you very much for sharing your time and your wisdom and your products and your thank flag. You. Thank us. you. <laughs> thank you, Bill, so much again. I really, truly appreciate it.